We got another day of NBA action. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every night a watch party only on FanDuel. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Sarah McMahon, it was just too easy. By the time I take that championship from Amanda or Chechenko, you will see the most complete Sarah McMahon you've seen. Ladies and gentlemen, Sarah McMahon. It's time drop. Oh shit! We got Bruce, Bruce Buffer. Buffer. What? Who forgot Bruce Buffer? They should have put him in the intro. It's time. Uh, hope he doesn't sue me for saying that, but they should have put Bruce in the intro. He's on today. I'm not throwing anybody under the bus, but when he said who forgot it, Antonio kind of like shook his. Yeah, because like, I thought there'd like be three. He, basically, he said me. Sarah McMahon uh, will be calling in. We have Uriah Faber calling in shortly, but before we do that, um, we don't get. We have fight announcements, Matt, and they very rarely give them to us, so we're always happy Ooh. when we get a fight announcement. Who's John Jones fighting? Not yet, no. Oh, no. This is uh, UFC's first uh, event in Raleigh, North Carolina. Oh, uh, Conor McGregor? Not Conor. Okay. The main event is Curtis Blades versus JDS. Ooh. Uh, that's Did, been announced. Are we announcing that? No, no, no. We all, we talked to Frankie. Uh, Corey Sanhagen against Frankie Edgar is the co-main. I'm excited. Uh, the you want to do the drum roll? Yes. You gotta ease into it. <laughs> Sarah McMahon against Lena Landsberg. Jimmy, you gave me a look where you wanted to backhand no, me. No, not at all. I'm not telling you how to run your show here. I, I did not. Do it again. <laughs> Jimmy, hold on. First of all, listen to me. I'm, I'm not too much of an alpha to know when I'm wrong. Look at let me. I'm sorry. You weren't wrong. No, no. You gave me a second. You gave me a. No. You did like De Niro did to fucking over uh, the glasses. Uh, yeah. Go <laughs> the dresses. The dresses. And you gave me the fucking double take. No. Here's what the double take was. I, I was going to read Sarah McMahon against uh, Alina Landsberg, but I looked at my paper. Yes. And the and the and the paper says woman's bantamweight. And we know that. And I just did. I it was a decision not to read the words woman's bantamweight. Like I, I was like. I'm not going to read that. Like, it just sounds too right. So I just said Sarah McBain against Lee Lansbury. That was what my hesitation was. It wasn't you. Okay. Um, let's do the drum roll one more time for the oh! next fight. We get a couple of fights, three fights to announce. Okay, now this is the second and one. Now the next one's a bantamweight, but it's guys' bantamweight. <laughs> Brett the Pikey Johns, Tony oh. Gravely. Oh, the Pikey. Yes. Who's he fighting? <laughs> the, the, Tony Gravely. Okay. 
I'm excited. Yes. Listen, and when is that? And when is that? That is January the 25th. UFC Raleigh. Uh, Blades Dos Santos is the main. Sanhagen Edgar is the co-main. Sarah McMahon. Uh, Lena Landsberg. Uh, also, Brett the Pikey Johns against Tony Gravely. And one more. Wait, did you say Lins? Who'd you say? Lena Landsberg. But isn't she fighting? Sarah McMahon. Oh, that's on this card too. Yeah, we're announcing oh! it. Oh, we got one more. Go ahead, who? Oh wait, it's a flyweight fight. I flight. dropped the ball on that. But then I didn't drop the Jordan ball. Jordan Espinosa, Alex Perez. Oh, that's exciting! It's too. a great fight. I like that fight. All right, look, and that's all in Raleigh. All in Raleigh on January the twenty fifth. Uh, those are three fights. They give us three fights to announce, and we're so bad at announcing things. Because Matt and I both get sidetracked, so I wanted yeah. to do it at the top of the show. By the way, could you make it hotter in here? Yeah. 76. Is it really? Wow, man. Guys, I mean... I don't understand it's, how it's the heat situation... Just, it's, it's up just, and it's down. Just pressing the thing down. Like, I don't know. I'm, Fucking... But I, you know what? I don't want to bitch because... I'm not bitching. I just, I'm hot. No, no, but, but I, I feel like lately I like yell yeah, a lot. Yeah, let's get Uriah, our pal Uriah. And you know what? I'm going to be there when Uriah's fighting, you know? I'm excited about it. There he is. Uriah Faber. Yo, you guys ready? Hey, buddy, we're good, yes. <laughs> He's fucking... What's up, Uriah? Is that a tour of your house? What is that, Cribs? What do we got? Yeah. <laughs> like, literally, Cribs. How's your baby doing? Uh, How's everything going? Oh, my gosh. It's been good, brother. I'm uh, actually about to jump in the car. That's cool. We'll take a ride with you. On the move with me right now. Yeah, Where are you man. going? Going to the gym. Oh, all right. Yeah, it's, uh, it's 9.30 in the morning. Now, are you just getting up? No, I got up. I ran. I ran to the gym and then got a ride back. And uh, now I'm going to spar at 10.30. So is the we're, sleep, on, the, we're on the move, boys. How is the sleeping schedule with the little one? Is it different now? or? Dude, it's been amazing. She's the best. She doesn't... Yeah. You guys want to say hi real quick? Before yeah, I go? absolutely. Hundred percent. She's. We got a uh, Moana the babysitter on right now. So. Oh, oh yeah, hundred percent. There it is. I love baby that. Callie, Callie, look over here, baby. Oh, oh look how cute. Hey, hi. Oh, hi. Hi. Do I look like hi. a big bald baby? Hi. <laughs> oh, look how happy she is. Yes, children oh. love me. Oh, she's happy. Look at that, Callie. You got, a, you got a nice place. You got a nice place there. I know it's a great sofa. That's how I know I'm getting old. I notice people's sofas. That's a nice couch. He's got a nice place. He's, 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 he's walking for 20 minutes. You he didn't, he didn't get to his fucking front door yet. Excuse me, my language. <laughs> you got little ones around there. Uh, Uriah, uh, fatherhood. Jimmy wants to know how it, how it how it changed you. He didn't want to know that. That's my question. Matt wanted to know. Man, it's been amazing, dude. I, I think uh, I waited quite a long time. What, what happened there? He said he oh. waited quite a long time. Oh, no, dude, listen, you're not an old dad. You guys, you guys hear me? Yeah, we, we got can you, now. Man. Yeah. Um, is it, everybody says it is a certain thing, like you change, you, your way you look at things changes, and everyone says that you drink the Kool Aid as soon as it happens. Did that happen to you? Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of crazy because, um, you know, I was prepared to work really hard. To, you know, change the diapers and, you know, carry the baby around everywhere and get up in the middle of the night and do all the hard stuff. But it really just hasn't seemed hard at all. It's just like I just look forward to it. And it seems like I mean, it's only been 
eight months, but I feel like she's been here the whole time. You know, it's it's kind of nuts. It's, it's really cool. It's true love, Jimmy. Really true love true when you love. hold your child in your arms. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I'll ever do it. I'm 51 now, and I Jimmy. just I don't think I'll ever like. I like kids in 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 brief spurts. I just don't think I have good parental instincts, so I never did it. <laughs> you you uh. That thing still work, buddy? Well, no, but it hasn't worked in a long time. That's the thing. <laughs> hey, hey, been a, I've been a dud in the sack since I was 22. <laughs> and he, but he, you but don't he, need to be a stud in the sack to get one in there, man. Yeah, that is true. You can't always use a ladle or a scoop yeah, or actually, something. It might be kind of the, the opposite. You just let it go right when you get in there. <laughs> hey, listen, he loves blue chews. He pops them like Skittles. I really do. <laughs> you ever mess around with any blue shoes? Right, let's get to the fight. Yeah, he's let's got, He's got to get to the. He's got to get to the gym. Uh you you know you look so good against uh, Ricky Simone. I mean, you Who's really, a beast? I, I think you silenced a, a, a lot of people. Uh, how did you feel coming back before that fight? I mean, I'm, obviously, no one thinks they're going to get a first round knockout. Yeah, you know, I all I can do is really the the preparation. You know, it's you can't really control outcomes and unfortunately but but you can prepare what you put into things and so i just overtrained man i was doing the the you know over prepared to, to deliver and, and it worked out for me i feel like a lot of times these guys you know especially the new age guys don't understand about you know the real grind and so i, I just embraced the grind and and didn't really worry about what was going to happen in the fight Knew that if I, I I could feel comfortable if I put in the work, that was it. Now before you, now you had a little bit of a break. What was it? A couple years, two and right? a half years, two, two and a half years. Yeah. Now you came back versus a beast in Ricky Simone, and he is a fucking beast, yeah. that kid. And you did what you did. You looked. You never looked better. Do you think the two years just really just body and mind helped you just to just to rest rest everything and come back uh, stronger or? Yeah, I think so. I, I think, you know, a couple things went into it. Number one is, um, you know, two and a half years of, of being out partying or, or staying out of the gym is one thing, but two and a, two and a half years of mentoring, teaching, uh, staying in good shape, you know, being being present that's the smallest little cup i've ever seen Sarah. oh no it's an espresso <laughs> i don't know if it's an east coast thing do you guys have espresso <laughs> you drink espresso that is petite at least put her in a tin mug or no something no you can't you, no 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 blasphemy i got people i want people to know that i'm not sipping <laughs> a coffee i'm not drinking I'm a, a, a latte <laughs> no i just you know yeah. i just look that's a I, giant that's a real size it's only cup. because i'm like a fucking neanderthal it looks kind of funny yeah but i don't know if you ever had an espresso but it's delicious <laughs> I'm drinking espresso out of this cup. Mac just he just wants people there to think he's go. cultured. It's so funny, man. I was I was picking up my kids one time and it was like this other dad, he's like a cop, you know, he's like a typical guy. And I have the little espresso cup, but like a like a little cup, like a go to go cup. Sure. He's like, Oh, it looks like you wanted a lot of coffee, huh? <laughs> I wanted to fucking smack that. I don't want to smack you, you're my friend. That guy I wanted to fucking just run into traffic. I'm like, Yeah, buddy, no, I'm not thirsty. I don't explain to him that it's espresso. Okay. Where where were we? What what finally made you decide I can't I, I don't want to be retired anymore? I mean something it must have been bugging you at one point like you missed it. You know, I, I think I think like I said, man, um the the whole time out was, was involved in in the in the game still. I was still staying in great shape. I started doing some of those submission grappling matches that were, you know, getting me fired up to compete a little bit. And I, I just kinda did a uh a pro and con 
of why I should and why I shouldn't. And, and the and the cons were tiny and the pros were massive. And I just knew I could compete. I, I was in the room, you know, pushing the guys only when I wanted to. I wasn't grinding like on a, on a camp or anything, but I was doing matches and I'd jump in uh, on occasion and, and do, do a little bit of sparring and um, just was feeling really good. And, you know, it's hard to, to, to sit on the sidelines and see all the opportunity. You have a little bit of FOMO, you know, ESPN deal comes through, like this is happening, that is happening. And I know in my heart that I could still compete. And so I'm like, you know, go out. I'm also doing a lot of business stuff. I'm, I'm doing financial raises and doing this and doing that. I'm like, you know, I could just go out, train hard, go out and do something that I love do a nice little financial raise and, and, uh, make the family proud. And, and it just sounded like a good idea to me. And it sounded like fun. Uh, I mean, people talk about how I left on a high note. I kind of left on a high note. I didn't let live, leave on the highest note possible. I wasn't yeah. walking away with a belt or anything like that. Um, I feel, I feel like there was still a little itch in there for me to get in. And so I just went with it, man. It's, and it's funny too. I guess it's again as science gets better and the training gets better and and and, and the way people heal better. You look at guys like Cormier, uh, Damian Maya just won a big fight. Anderson Silva. There's a lot of guys fighting at 40. It's not crazy to think of somebody fighting at 40 anymore. No, not at all. And and, and my my lifestyle has been from the get go. Uh, you know, my hippie parents feed me all the best <laughs> stuff on the planet from the womb and. And, uh, you know, all anti-aging stuff from, you know, royal jelly and bee pollen and, and garlic beet carrot juice. And all, since I was growing up, I mean, that's what I was in. So, uh, and, and if you look at guys and, and, and Sarah, you can, you can understand this, especially cause you're still mentoring guys. If you can maintain your body, but your skill set keeps getting better and your mindset is still there. Uh, you know, these old 90 year old guys would be the baddest dudes on the planet if their body were maintained. Well, that's why TRT, yeah, 100%. And that's why TRT, it's good that they fucking ban that because you're, it gives you that you get, now you have the experience of an older guy and uh, from going through it, but now you got the TRT of a younger guy. So it's like, yeah. it's a fuck, it's, it's good that they fucking ban that thing. And also, yeah, Uriah, you, you never took a lot of, damage it's not like yo man Uriah's lights have been putting out left and right and you're not that guy you never I mean your body goes through damage uh getting ready for these things and whatever but it's not like you know with some guys where it's like all right you know maybe it's time you know yeah you know for for me stylistically with with my athletic style and the, and the kind of the way I fight I never took a ton of abuse I mean you know the the, the biggest abuse happens in the room when you're grinding yeah. hours and hours uh, for days on end for years. So, I mean, is there a little give over time? I'm sure when you're talking about, uh, you know, as a 40 year old guy, am I, am I built like I was when I was 22? Maybe not, maybe a little bit slower, but I'm pretty freaking fast still and I'm <laughs> stronger. I'm definitely a bigger guy than I used to be. That's for yeah. sure. So it's, 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 uh, it's kind of, it's kind of a, uh, a fine line. Like I've gained some things being the older fighter and maybe lost a couple things, but I can't point them out, which is a good thing. And no one else can point them out. So, yeah. uh, it's just common sense that maybe you're not as explosive, but you know, when I, when you're really, really fast and really, really, 
you know, gifted at a young age, you, you got some room to give a little bit. What do you think about the division now, too, with guys coming down uh, like Jose and Frankie Edgar? Like, I'm surprised. that We talked the other day about this to Frankie. As guys are getting older now, they're coming down in weight, which is just the opposite than I would expect. You know, it's it's uh, it's exciting. I mean, this is the most. I mean, this is the most interesting this weight division has ever been. You've got, you know, the up and coming guys like Al Jermaine and, and Peter Yan and Song Yudong and San Hagen and and the list goes on. Of guys we probably haven't even heard of yet. Then you've got uh, the current level guys like the Cody Garbrandt and. You know, well, TJ's out for for cheating, of course, but uh, <laughs> TJ still. You got, I know, um, yeah, that is. and then you got the 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 guys that have been in the mix. I mean, Jose Aldo. I've always said I thought he's the pound for pound best fighter, and twelve years undefeated and, and beating all these top level guys. And then you have uh, Frankie Edgar, who's a legend of all legends, and and I'm coming out of retirement. It's like. Man, this is just a rich weight class right now. It's an exciting time to be a part of it. And it's an exciting time to know that I'm still in the mix. I mean, knowing that uh, I can go in a room with Song Yudong, who's 21, and Cody Garbrandt, who's 27, and I'm about to go spar him right now. In, in, uh, in 45 minutes, I'll be punching those guys in the face and vice <laughs> versa. So um, it's a real gauge on life and, and – um, an exciting time for the weight class. So, you know, this is all part of the storybooks, man. I want to ask you an Aldo question. It's obviously just an opinion because you don't, you know, you're not him. But I like in your fight with him, the, the fact that he, he was so effective with leg kicks, and I mean, it's such a weapon of his. And then it seems like it just kind of stopped at one point. Uh, do you have any idea, or what would you speculate that was for? Was that a decision, or do you think there was something he had hurt, or or just was looking for knockouts? You know, I think. I think what happened was, and I remember him doing an interview about, you know, him being the champion, but what would he like to improve on? He really wanted to improve on his boxing. I think he probably started focusing a little bit more time on that. Um, you know, he may have had some bad experiences. When you're a guy that kicks that hard and that often, he may have, you know, had some broken bones or some sort of injuries that that can curb you from using that weapon as much i know i for a while there i after i broke my hands against mike brown i wasn't able to to grapple and, and do some of the chokes that were my favorite like darsh chokes would hurt and and some of these other chokes that i used to use a lot i couldn't use as much um and then i just got away from it somewhat you know um so i i don't know maybe you know i what's the what's the reason why maybe guys are better than I am at checking leg kicks <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah I just noticed it I was I was just curious because sometimes you'll see guys that don't use the weapon anymore I'm like was it from getting taken down you never know until you ask the guy but I, I, it's a noticeable difference in his uh, fighting style and Peter Yan yeah. as you know has looked tremendous this is a great fight uh, he's ranked number four, so you know beating him is is a is a really really uh, it puts you much closer to a title shot, which I'm sure you want. Hundred percent. Yeah, and 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 um, you know this this whole decision process to take this fight was uh, me just telling these guys, look, if I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna be in the mix. I want the top. I want the top dogs. Who do you guys think the top dogs are? Who's gonna get me closest to fighting Zahudo for a belt? And um, Dana gave me a bunch of different options, guys that are ranked much lower. Uh, and 
and he said, you know, you want to be in title contention, then this is the guy. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. And and he's an ex, he's an exciting guy, and I like the idea of, you know, if you look at George Foreman, I looked up George Foreman's Wikipedia not too long ago and looked at the span of his career, which is I think like 23, 24 years. Yeah. The guys that he fought at the beginning of his career and the guys that he that he fought at the end of his career, that's got a span over 50, 60 years, which is friggin' awesome. If you take it, it or even longer, you know, because if you look at like passing the torch, I feel like Peter Yan's the guy that just wants to fight. He's going to fight. He's probably going to fight, you know, close to my age. Um, and then he'll he'll end up fighting somebody that's going to fight close to, close to my age. And then, uh, you know, my... My uh, like you know seven degrees of of Kevin Bacon or whatever the thing is gonna be nuts you know it could, it could yeah. span a hundred years of fighters which I love man it's it's pretty impressive to to see a, a sportsman like Foreman and and um and even like a Randy Couture some of these guys that you know Dan Henderson these guys that are doing massive you know massive long careers and and really the history books will show that there's like commonality. For fifty plus years on these fight careers, which is nuts. That's a wild way of looking at it. Yeah, and, and you're right. Foreman did drive. It's a great guy to to, to talk about because after the, uh, I, I know he fought uh, after Ali. He fought someone. Jimmy Young was the guy's name, maybe. Uh, uh, and, and he lost, uh, and he took a retirement for many, many years. And then he came, comes back, and he's fighting Holyfield for the yeah. for the belt. And I believe he lost on a decision. I could be wrong. It was such a different style, too. It was wild. Right. Man, like the whole fucking shelling up and fucking. It was wild. Dude, yeah, he used to look like he was hitting guys with his palms. I remember yeah. he fight Tommy the Gun Morrison. Yeah, I think I think he did. Yes, he did. He yeah, they gave it. To, I think they gave it to Tommy the Gun. Tommy the Gun. They, is that what they called him? Yeah. They Tommy get, the Gun. Yeah, man. that was his big fight that he won. Yeah. No, didn't he that win was that one? Ba- that was a sad story, Tommy the Gun. Yeah, that is depressing. Uh, is he alive or did he die? He died. He right? died. He had HIV, I know, but I wasn't sure if he died of uh, of that or if it was something else. I'm not sure, but... No, well, he died. I, I watched, there's like a bunch of homemade documentaries. He tried to do a comeback fight. It's a crazy... Go look up, when you get off the podcast, go look, <laughs> look up Tommy the Gun Morrison and... He got some breast implants and got like what? it was nuts, bro. What? You, you got to go check that story out. You guys will get a kick out of it. You got some breast. Uh, that implants. was my guy back in the day. He was the yeah. the great white hope back in the day. He know? was. Um, and then he did. Then he did. What did he do? Rocky Five. I think Rocky Five. He was in Rocky Five. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're right. You're walking my, into the gym. My gym's outside. Oh no, right? But my ring's outside. Yeah. Oh, that's Rocky Five. Some Let's forget one. I What's said that. that? <laughs> Um, Shitty movie. Good luck, man, against uh, a Peter Yan. Let me yeah, see when buddy. exactly that fight is so I promote it right. I'm December really, 14th. December the 14th. Oh, I'm, that's right. You're on that incredible card. Um, it's, check out the guys real quick. They should be, first group should be beating each other up. Uh, you, you put that camera on. They, they better not be holding up the wall. Let's see what they're doing. They better be getting ready. Here we go. What's going on over there at Team Alpha Male? Let's see. Here we are. Let me see if we pick up the energy. Oh, look at this. What's up, gang? Oh, this is nice. (laughs) I feel the energy in the place. I like it. it. Well, thanks for having me, guys. I wish we could spend more time. Got to get in and mix it up. Anytime, man. And good luck. And uh, hopefully uh, we'll talk to you after the fight, all right? All right, you're right. All right, be good, buddy. Take care, buddy. I like that. I mean, listen. He's great. I mean, who doesn't like Uriah Faber? And um, do people not know what an espresso cup is? I guess the West Coast, they don't. But you're right. Again, he's... He's probably, like he said, he's probably drank all these vegetable juices and healthy things. He's not a special guy. Speaking of non-healthy things, Jimmy, 
I was on my way here, and I got milk chocolate macadamia. You're treating yourself. No, I'm treating ourselves. I'm not gonna have any. You say it like. First of all, don't tell me you're not. Let's let's talk about it. Maybe you want to square. No, little Jimmy Bird. No, I'm trying Jimmy, to to lose Jimmy, the weight. But I, I put but back you know on. what's funny? If it was hazelnuts, I would say all right, Jimmy. But it's macadamia. I forgot about those. Jimmy, those are so good. But Jimmy, it's macadamia nuts, and it's so tasty. There's nothing worse than somebody chewing on air. I hate it. But watch, say Hit something. Button. You got to chew. You got a button, Matt. You put your cough button. Matt, seriously, I want you to take on the fight. Matt, what's your take on the... F- no, you hit the chew button. I eat my eggs on the air on the radio in the morning. I just fucking I hit the chew button. Where's the chew button? It's this that, one? There you go, this buddy. One? Yeah, hit it. This, why is it... This one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that makes you chewing louder. <laughs> it amplifies your chew. No, I'm kidding. We got another day of NBA action. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. Yes, you know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every night a watch party only on FanDuel. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Um, so we have Sam McMahon and Bruce Buffer coming up. Wait, hold on. Bruce Buff is doing- Bruce did stand-up? This, by the way, you're not cutting this out. This is going on the show. Okay, yeah. Wait, I did you know. say Bruce Buffer did stand-up? Uh, let me look at the show. Let me look at the lineup. No! Bruce Buffer, Eddie Bravo, uh, Sam Tripoli, who's very funny, uh, Hinchcliffe's very funny, Kate Quigley's very, very funny, Adam Hunter's you great, Ian probably- Edwards is great. Guys, I know all of them. They're all on. funny. Hold on, hold on. Hold I- I've on. never seen Eddie Bravo do stand-up. I'm gonna guess who's not funny. I think you're going to be incorrect. Bruce has a real appreciation. Hello, everybody. Is this thing on? Everybody? Every, every, everybody. No, it's time. Wait, wait. It's everybody. It's time. It's time to laugh. (laughs) (laughs) He's not going to do stand up. Is he? Maybe he's just hosting. He's not gonna do. My fingers are getting chocolatey now. Oh uh, wait, wait. Uh, what, is it, oh, this already happened or no? He's hosting it. Wait, it happened, so I can't wait to hear about it. I am listen. I'm gonna put him. Do on we his, have any video of it? I need the video. I want to see. I'm already laughing. I'm already yeah. laughing. Yeah. Laughing. Maybe, maybe he's like carrot top. Maybe he's got like a prop comic. I wonder if he. It's deli- time. <laughs> No, if he knock, did, knock. Yeah. What? What's he going to do? Who's there? <laughs> I bet you Bruce is good. No, I bet you he's not. Good friends with Russell I Peters. I bet you he's... You know, oh, then Russell... I, no, he's not. You know why he's not good friends why? with him? Because Russell Peters would tell him not to do stand-up. I disagree. I think I would support Bruce Who do we have? stand-up. I hope we have Bruce. Oh, dude. I'm good. Gotta ease me, ease me into it. How dare you? 
Holy Here's Bruce. Shit. I'm crying, man. You guys fuck. <laughs> I can hear Matt. Yes. yes. <laughs> Wait, are you doing your podcast at the same time as ours? No, oh, no, 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 no. Are you kidding? I would never interfere Bruce, with your greatness. Come I on. literally wouldn't How have recognized. I, I don't think I've seen you without a suit jacket in five years. He looks like Bruce Bruce Wayne. He looks, he looks much like. different without a suit jacket. <laughs> Look at you. Hey, listen. When the light hits the air, man, I got to change and get out there and do business. You know what I'm saying? Speaking <laughs> of doing business. Now, wait, hold on wait, a Who's second. that picture of uh, on the call next to the It's Time sign? Who is that? You and who? John Jones. Wait, this one? Yeah. Oh, you know who you looking at? That's my my brother Brian, my mom, and my dad, and me. Oh, it's a family photo. Okay. I thought yeah. you meant, I thought you meant the uh, the cartoon right behind him. He looks like a superhero. Uh, that's the character that they put into my online gaming, my online slot machine that was released around the world in October. So that's the character that's in the machine that does all the, you oh. know, all the stuff in the slot machine. Jimmy loves slots. And that Doctor No <laughs> poster is that an original poster? It looks folded, so it looks original. Yeah, no, it is original because I'm a big collector of vintage movie posters. And, you know, when you guys are out here in L.A., let's get together for dinner. Come on over and I'll show you some stuff. But I would love I to. I have a lot of vintage movie posters pre-19, um, like 1970, yeah. all the way back to the 30s. Like, It's a Wonderful Life, Creature from the Black Lagoon. And I pretty much got all the original James Bond posters, and that is the original Doctor. You do? Now that is- I have this one that I got rid of, this Metropolis. It was just ugly, so I threw it out. Wait. Well, you mean like if you super- threw out if you threw out the original Metropolis, you threw out literally three quarters of a million dollars, Jim. Can I tell you what kind of idiot I am? I thought it had something to do with Superman. It sounds like it would. Thank you, everybody. Metropolis. Well, actually, it does have something to do with Superman. <laughs> it's actually it's a really expensive painting, right? It's is a classic saying? film that was way beyond oh. its time. It was made back in the '30s. And Ooh. isn't that like that is the 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 uh, holy grail? Of movie posters and uh, Kirk yeah. Hammett from Metallica is a big collector of movie paraphernalia, movie posters, horror film yeah. stuff, and he said that is the uh, that's the the the, the high, hardest it's, one to get. That one, uh, the original Mummy, is another one that is huge. Of course, Frank, anything horror, Frankenstein, the Wolfman. I have Wolfman. I've got Frankenstein. Uh, I have King Kong. Anything that's horror is worth more money than anything it goes up in value like there's no tomorrow incredible investments do you put them behind i could see you have blue light so i could tell you have museum glass because uh there's a blue it's, it's a blue tinge of light on the poster behind you which means that you use, you use museum glass yeah absolutely museum glass because i used to my at, when i had my beach house i learned a bad lesson there i i framed some really expensive posters but because of the sun they faded within two years, yep. which you know broke my heart. So when you when you frame a poster, you got to get the UV, everything, just protect your investment. You know. Well, I mean, I'm a little jealous. In his background, he has such cool stuff. We have two things on our wall: Jack and shit. Nothing fits there. <laughs> I can't even put my little world's greatest dad in these little shitty little squares. And myself and and Jimmy are not happy. We're not about happy, it. Bruce. Well, you know what? When you're not happy about things in life, what do you do, gentlemen? You change them. It's Make li- it happen. Oh. Now, this is amazing. Now, listen, we just got word about, are you emceeing like a open mic? Not an open mic. No, thing, or are you doing comedy? What is going on? Oh, wait, don't tell us yet. Wait. I'm doing a drum roll. Go. Okay. Listen, Jim knows, and I don't think I've told you, Matt, but I've been a huge fan of stand-up comedy 
for years. Okay, now I I've lived in California since 1972. Mitzi Shore opened up the Comedy Store. I think it was in '76. I've been going to the Comedy Store since 1976. Wow. I used to go to the Comedy Store in Westwood when David Letterman was the host every night during the week, and I got to see like 19-year-old Jim Carrey, 18-year-old Jim Carrey, Andrew Dice Clay when he was sleeping on Mitzi Shore's couch, Robin Williams. Richard Pryor, you name wow. it. You know, Jim, they'll, they'll come in and do their stuff. I think I've, I've just had the beauty of seeing everybody. Kennison when he'd go on late? Pardon me? Sam Kennison back in those days? Oh, Kennison, you name it. Yeah, absolutely. And I would stay for double shows, and it was a great date night because, listen, what do girls love to do most more than anything? They love to laugh, and comedians definitely can add to your date night. You know, So it was a great date night. I literally would go to the comedy stores twice a week. So... I've always been frustrated that I would love to do stand-up comedy. I am not a comedian by any standards, okay. um, but I can be a comic host. So what I decided to do is create the It's Time Comedy Night with my partner, and you know him, Jim, probably, Sam Tripoli. I do. I like Sam a lot, yeah. Yeah, great guy. So we put together the first It's Time Comedy Night, November 6th, and the Laugh Factory just took it right away. They, they grabbed it. So we had a, a show. I had Sam on. All right. That's... Tony Hinchcliffe was on adam hunter was on Kate quigley yeah i i thought that you were going to be doing the comedy and that threw me off a lot not that i don't listen i did i did i did some comedy i did an opening bit i worked with sam and i did an opening bit how did it feel a little out of my wheelhouse but it worked people laughed and i'm like they're laughing i had faith they feel they like me (laughs) i listen when i saw that i was like yo i can see that Dude, here's why. Here's why I figured, and I said I think you would probably be, I could see besides it. having a lot of comedian friends. Now, just because you announce things doesn't mean that you're going to be a good comic, but the reality is you're comfortable in front of people. Yeah. And when you're able to, like, it sounds like a small thing, but you're doing intros. You'll take one look at the thing, and you'll and you'll read the intro. You remember the name. You know how to pronounce the name. You remember all that shit. So you at least have the ability to look at something quickly, remember it, and say it in front of a large group of people the way you intend to say it in front of a large group of people. Uh, so you do have a performance ability and a performance experience that would definitely not hurt doing stand-up. I, I want to hear about the bit. Thank you, Jim. Thank what you. kind of bit is this? What kind of bit is it? You know what? It's One of the things about comedy is, is like all of us, I have more stories about life than I can remember, right? Yeah. And Jim, part of it is telling stories and mm-hmm. the comedic sides of things, whether it's my travels, my dating life, the experiences I've had. So I put it together, and I know that that was the first time out, and the next time I'm going to be much more comfortable. And what I do add to the night is is that when the comics come out, I you know go into the phone booth and come out, announce her buffer, and, and do the big announcement for them, bringing them onto the stage. And that's part of the entertainment of the night, sure. keep it flowing. Yeah. But I do open up with like five minutes. Next time would maybe be ten minutes. Um, let me get it fine-tuned, gentlemen. And then huh? we'll, we'll get it done. But, Jim, if you're in town, I would love for you to be on the show. And, Matt, you're probably one of the most naturally funny guys I've ever met in my life. I, I don't know why you don't do stand-up comedy. He has oh, done it once. No, no, I, no, I, listen, I had one bit. I used. <laughs> I, had, I had one bit, and I used it about Adrian being a bitch. That's my one bit, and I don't have anything else. I, I respect it too much to, to shame it by going on stage and just being an ass. I save that for here. Yeah. <laughs> So let me. You're uh, doing comedy every time you do this show. Matt. Yes. Am I wrong or right? Shitty, wrong shitty right? comedy. So Bruce, or did you tape it for yourself? Get a GoPro. That's my one bit of advice for anybody doing stand-up. Get a GoPro, not for release, for your own self, and tape it and watch it and make yourself watch it. Jim, let me tell you something. That is the best advice, and you know where that advice was given to me 
some 25 years ago when I started announcing, my brother Michael Buffer, the legendary great, greatest announcer of all time, we all know Michael, right? So I'm his manager, I've been his manager for almost 30 years, and when I started on this thing, I said, Michael, do you have any advice? I did not want to copy my brother, I wanted to develop my own style, or I would have quit. I gave yeah. myself two years to develop my own style, or I would have quit announcing. So, because I didn't want to be Frank Sinatra Jr., you know, I right. wanted to be Bruce Buffer. Yeah. So, he told me what you just said, and I tell this every listening that's out there, the hardest thing you can do is watch yourself on video and be honest with yourself. That is the best teacher there is. So, yes, I got some video. Yes, I got the audio. Yes, I need some work, and I'll perfect it. <laughs> that's okay, that's say. fair. When is your next one that you're doing? Um, I have a meeting with Sam this week. I'd like to get it to where it's once every month or two months, and then eventually take it out on the road for a Friday night, you know, when Joe's not in town doing his big shows. Um, you know, pick a city and, and try it out the night before a UFC. So I figured the mid, mid-December, at worst-case scenario, mid-January. And we'll have the next show. Oh, the that's Factor's smart. already called me. They want, it, they want me to schedule another show as soon as I can, but I want to do it, you know, right. Hey, Jimmy, yes. do you remember the time that Bruce Buffer beat the shit out of Frank Trigg in an elevator? <laughs> no. What? 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 Are you serious? Uh, he always brings up the time I knocked out Frank Trigg. Enough of that. <laughs> but Bruce, well, you knocked him out. I didn't knock him out. Ah, well, him. they had to break it up, and Dana White was in that elevator, wasn't he? You, Dana Jim, White was in the elevator. Jimmy, are you serious? Uh, I don't know about that. Bruce, I hate to do it to you. You I, tell the story better than anybody, Matt. I, I tell me. Somebody I, tell me. I didn't Dana know. Dana tells you the story, and you tell it. But Dana, this is the deal. Dana, this is the deal. Bruce is not a guy to break. Bruce is a gentleman. Yes, he is, and he's a very nice guy. But do not, Jimmy. This is a a warning. Do not mistake. That smile, look at that smile. There it is. Yes. Don't mistake that smile and the fact that he's well-groomed, that he cannot handle himself or stick up for himself. That's right. He was in an elevator. I don't know how many people were in there, but I know Dana White was in there and Frank Trigg was in there. And something happened. Now, listen, he's going to correct me because I'm, I'm going to give you the short version here. Uh, Bruce said, was saying something to Dana or something, and Frank Trigg did something where I'm not sure if he smacked him or you're going to have to tell me, but he, he told him. I'll tell you. I'll tell, tell you. Me, I'm going to fuck it up. You tell, I know what yeah, you're down. I'll, I'll, you, I'll give you the brief about it, but Please. I know that Dana told you and, and Ray, yes. you know, in person, the whole yes. story. And listen, first off, all respect to Frank Trigg. Okay. Yes. All respect. The man was one of the top 10 welterweights. 100%. Nothing but respect for professional fighters. As you know, I have Matt. hundred percent respect to two, a two way street. Yes. Right. But if you cross the line, or if you put your hands on me, then we have another story to deal with. Okay? It's really that simple. And I know you're the same way, Matt. Let's yeah. not even go. Uh -huh. there, okay? I love it. I 100%. Right. So what did you say right. in the – you talk about I something. I am always polite. I treat everybody with respect the way I want to be treated. Yes. Okay, with that being said, and Frank's a friend. I'm just being totally respectful. I, you're having I brought it up. I brought it up. You brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I knew this was going to happen. So uh, anyway – I, I was having a drink with Frank Trigg and, and David, uh, Mike Goldberg in Mike Goldberg's hotel. And we just got done doing the UFC uh, fight night, uh, the tough, the tough that night. And we were at the Hard Rock Hotel. We had to stay in town for a week because we had another show like in five days later. So we went to the elevator on the 10th floor of the Hard Rock. We're all going to go out and have some fun like we do in Vegas, right? So we go out and we get to the elevator. The elevator door opens. There's my chief, Dana White, uh, his security guard, Tom. And they're in the elevator. We walk in. Frank immediately asks something to the effect of, you know, when are you going to 
you know, when can I fight in the octagon again or when are you going to put me back in the octagon, something along those lines. Basically, as Frank said when, when he interviewed me on his radio show about what happened about six months later, he said, Bruce, I basically was asking for a job. So what happened is, is that I walked in behind him. The doors are still open. I'm a watch freak, guys. I love fine watches. And Dana had this crazy watch band on. And I just went over and looked at his watch. I go, Dana, what a great watch. So Dana's against the wall here. I'm walking in. Frank's here. I turn here. I get one of these. Right? From behind, I got a little, a, well, I got a ridge hand to the throat. What's that all about? Right? Turn around. I said, Frank, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like choking a little bit. Frank, you hit me. Why the fuck did you hit me? Okay? And he said the wrong thing to me. He looked at me and he said, well, what are you going to do about it? Ah, uh, Jimmy? Yeah. Enough. Pop, pop. It was on. We had fun for 10 floors. It was all good. <laughs> the doors closed and Dana was against the wall like this with Tom. And, you know, then we get, we get down to the bottom. And I think I caught a knee to one of my nugs. And, and basically, you know, we kind of grappled a tiny, tiny little bit. And, you know, after we're throwing punches like crazy for the thing. And it was fun. It was actually a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed it. But then when it ended, um, there was blood up and down in my shirt. The doors were opening to the first floor. And if you know the Hard Rock Hotel, there's all these glass encasements out there. Yep. If we continued the way we were doing, an immediate moment in my head, I said, we're going through these glass encasements. This is going to get ugly. Somebody's going to get hurt. So I threw my arms in the air. We're done. We're done. I started laughing, you know, just having get the adrenaline's rushing a little bit and my thumb was peeled back. I could see my bone and Frank's looking at it. He goes, Oh no, no. And, and, and then I went to the triage. I had to go to the emergency hospital and oh, $500 later, tetanus shot later, eight stitches later, my thumb wrapped up, went out, had a fun night. And, um, I think, uh, Frank was polite and called me almost every day to see how I was doing, but it was, look, two guys that know each other, the wrong thing happened. One put hands on the other. I reacted. We went at it. Ten floors of good macho fun. Hey, in my old days, you used to fight and have a beer afterwards, and suddenly you had a new friend. So, you know, there's no reason to take it any farther than that. It is it is what happened. I didn't tell anybody about it. Mikey Burnett, the uh, the old classic UFC fighter from 100%. Oklahoma. Came, yeah. yeah, he came up to me two days later, and he goes, hey, Buff, I heard you took it to Trig. And I go, <laughs> I go, Mikey, how did you hear? I'm not telling anybody. I told my mom. I told two friends. He goes, Dana's telling everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best guy so, to have it happen in front of is Dana. Yeah. So then it just started going on. You know, the bottom line, the good news is Dana knows he doesn't have a wimp announcing his fighters in the octagon. What can I tell you? Well, anyone who could miss, because Bruce is such a nice guy, but Bruce is solid under that. You're a big dude. And, and because you're always around shirtless fighters, it's, it's harder to tell, but people realize Bruce is a fucking solid it looks like big he's wearing, man. It looks like he's wearing the bat suit right now. Yeah. <laughs> Look at him. Maybe one day I'll get in the octagon and I'll just rip the It's <laughs> yeah. time, baby. <laughs> uh, Bruce, before we let you go, because we have Sarah McMahon we have to talk to, um, we want to promote your podcast. Uh, you know, and by the way, we just had Uriah on. This is how much we stink. We didn't even mention he's the first guy to ever fight after being inducted into the Hall of Fame. We really are fools. Wait, BJ Penn? What about BJ Penn? Uh, no, BJ Penn was inducted. Then maybe he was and, the first guy to and win. Randy Couture, and Randy Couture was inducted before huh. he retired. Then what is, what is it that I did not say? Let me see. What, what, are there something on the prep sheet that I neglected? To? I would never take these prep sheets as gospel. As like, as like, I wouldn't like trust them. I'll, I'll have to. Uh, <laughs> no offense, Antonio. <laughs> Or I'll have to look at that because there was something that it said about the Hall of Fame. Hey, hey, guys, while you're looking it up, one thing I wanted to tell your fans, because I know you have you know all the great UFC fans watch your show. Your show's so successful, and I'm so proud of you, both of you. Thank you. Um, 
I, I have a special at BruceBuffer.com, and I give partial proceeds to animal, military, and children's charities from the sales, which I make very reasonable. But I started a special thing two Christmases ago where I introduced fans like they're champions in the cage, you know, the yeah. full-on championship introduction. Yeah. And I, I made it very expensive. They can go to BruceBuffer.com, but they love it, you know, and we get a lot of great response. I do weddings, birth of babies, and, of course, all the business, you know, recordings that come through. But... Uh, we're going to run a special through Christmas if people want to go check it out. And um, it's something I should do for you guys. Actually, Jim, I could do it for you anytime. I, I would love to introduce you as a champion, given the chance. Oh, I would love that. Nobody would believe that I'm a champion. But, I, I mean, you know, unless it's blowing money on escorts, then, you know, hands down, the winner. <laughs> um, you know, uh, by the way, Bruce, just to digress, so I don't sound like a totally unprofessional ass. Yes. Line three of the prep sheet says, was retired for two and a half years, became the first fighter to win after being inducted into Hall of Fame. Oh, maybe to win. It says, that, so maybe it was to win, but did Randy Couture not win after Hall of Fame? Um, or, or or did uh, BJ, I don't think, has won since uh, I 2011. I remember when I introduced Randy Couture fighting Nogueira up in Portland. I forget 203 when I bowed to Randy Couture because I thought it was going to be his last fight ever. Yeah. Um, did he beat Nogueira that night? Ah, boy, and I'm pretty good with those older fights, but... Yeah, uh, but you know, guys, we've seen so many fights, we're probably forgetting more than we can remember. It's why I wrote my book, just so I can remember all the stuff I've done all these years. It is crazy how many events they have, how many weight classes they have, how many countries they're fighting in now, they've got a performance center in China. It is difficult to remember and get all the names right. By the way, your pronunciation is impeccable. Oh, thank you. Do you go to the guys and say, how do you say this, if you're not sure? No, you know, the good thing is is that the UFC is such a well-oiled machine that they have somebody that gets voice clips of each fighter saying their name. So the commentators and myself, uh, we receive all the fighters saying their names. So I don't like rehearsing. I never rehearse. I want to go out and be organic and feel the energy from the crowd and just let it ride. I don't don't get in the shower and go, Chuck Liddell. You know, I don't do that. (laughs) I just, just get ready to go. But what I do do is I listen to the files if the names are not, you know, I'm not familiar with them. And quite frankly, the hardest names to say are names like Frank Trigg and Mike Swick because they're single syllables, right? Thank yep. God you have Sarah. You got that second syllable, Matt. Yeah. I can I can make that go, right? But the names I love more than anything are the harder, you know, Habib Nurmagomedov. Give me give me as many syllables wow. and as many as difficult as can be, because as an announcer, and I think speaking for other announcers, that's where you have a chance to. You know, to, to show your stuff and, and take advantage of it. It's kind of like introducing Randy Couture and saying, you know, that the former this, the former UFC champion, the former heavyweight, and the Hall of Fame octagon. You know, the more meat, the better. It makes it more fun and more entertaining when you do it. I think the best flow of any intro, and maybe it's just the way you said it, I, it was Anderson the Spider Silva. Yeah. It was a perfect name to announce. One of my favorites. It One is, of my right? Favorites. Yeah, and I used to like when I go Silva, I would just go Anderson the Spy, and then I'd jump and slam and you know hit the Silva. Yeah, I used to love introducing Anderson. It's awesome. Listen, these are the greatest male and female warriors, fighting warriors in the world. I have so much respect for all of them. I treat them all like champions. They're putting their blood, sweat, and tears in the line. Matt, you know how much respect I have for the fighters, and I have a fighter mentality. I've been around fighters most of my life, even before UFC. So... It's all about the fighters, and it's all about the fans as far as I'm concerned. The show's not about me. It's about the fighters, and it's for the fans. And the UFC does an incredible job. 
well, you are uh, as big a part of most of those events as, as, as the fighters are to the fans because the big part of the main event is you announcing it. That, that's also a part of the main event. And after that Frank Trigg story, I got reminded of such a, what a badass he is. Yep. <clears throat> Can I just apologize for doubting you being able to be a, a stand-up comedian? I was doubting it, but now I do not. It's not going to be good for my uh, my look if Bruce kicks my ass. No. Okay, It'd, be great. It'd be great for Bruce. me, though. <laughs> I'm, I'm with that. you, Matt. I, I appreciate it, Matt. Matt, you know what? Life is about new challenges. Yes! You know? I love new challenges. I love I love competition. I love That's why yes. I love poker. You know, I'm not, I'm not banging around like I used to, you know, yes. all the time when I was younger and stuff like that. But now if I take your chips off the table and knock your ass off the table with all respect in mind, yeah. I feel like I just... You know, yes. <laughs> gave you a shot, right? Nah, that's... I love competition. When I stepped out on that comedy show that night, it was it was new for me. It was a new world. And again, I respect comedians so much. So yeah. I want to be respectful and do a good job. And if I don't, I won't do it. I'm very, awesome. I'm very honest with myself. Bruce, we love you, know? you, man. It's so good to talk to you. Check out Bruce's podcast. It's time. What day of the week do you do that and where can they get it? Uh, basically it's uploaded by every Thursday of every week. It's on Spotify, iTunes, pretty much everywhere you can, you know, listen to the podcast. It's hard to believe, but I've been doing this podcast for 11 years. Wow. With my partner, Dude, DJ DeSantis. That's why. Yeah, Joe Rogan was a guest on my podcast before he even started his. And we all know how incredibly he's done with his podcast. He's changed the world of podcasting. And you guys are, you know, right behind him doing as great as you do. So it, it, I don't way you, behind him. <laughs> right behind him. <laughs> We're way behind him. <laughs> that's okay. That's all right. You guys having fun. You're making a little bit of coin. Life yeah. is good, right? Yeah. Can't okay. complain, Bruce. Can't complain. Can't complain. I'll, I'm going to be seeing you in December man i'll be in that at that december uh, 14th card i'll see you over there wow what a in card days. that is huh it's gonna be sick man incredible i that's can't wait sick. and, Sa- that's and, and that's, oh sarah's not fighting on that card she's fighting the rally card. no she's fighting in raleigh on oh, the yeah. uh on the jds and uh, Curtis Blades fighting. card uriah's yes uh uriah is fighting on that right. covington usman uh sick holloway is fighting uh oh christ don't tell me who's holloway fighting i'll take pictures from I'll tell you, like, my mind live, just blank i'll do a live video and i'll send Falkenowski. it to you I'll send it to you, Jimmy. Yes, Volkanovski. Yes, make, what a make great you fight. feel like you were there. Let's I let know. Bruce go. He's Bruce, good man. talking to you, buddy, as always. Hey, All right, guys, Bruce. thanks so much. It's an honor being on the show. And remember, I was going to be on your show once before, but something happened to me that yeah. night. You hurt I yourself. Remember. Yes. That's true. Yeah. Well, yeah, we, we, we won't. ACL and couldn't make it to the studio. Oh, shit. Yeah, That's right. That was, that was in, we were in Vegas. That was when Jones dropped out last it minute. It was like our second show. It was amazing. Yep. A while ago. Hey, yep. man. Yep. Steve came in. That's true. We love you, buddy. Be good, Bruce. Love right. you too, guys. Thank you so much. All respect. All See you right. soon. Take care, Bruce. Goodbye. That See was you soon, fun. boys. Take B- care. Bye, Bruce. By the way, this is why Bruce is such a pro. He has this setup yeah. that was beautiful, how good Bruce's setup was. We got another day of NBA action, so it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. Yes, you know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every night a watch party only on FanDuel. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. 
all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Uh, now, let me ask you, that thing with Uriah, was he the first guy to have a win after being inducted? He may, because BJ hasn't won in a long time. Randy won. So, But had he been inducted already? Yes. So this was incorrect? <laughs> look how, yeah. Look how he doesn't want to say it's incorrect. Where did you get this from? Who do you guys Who just made the prep sheet? Hold on. Antonio, do you My guys just My favorite like, thing is when there's a mistake. The best is when we like point something at that and they kind of just like shrug their shoulders. Like, ah, yeah. Ah, ah, you guys look it's like literally dicks again. like there's a broken lamp and we're asking five, six year olds. And they're like, ah. Because again, we can't fact check everything. A lot no, of times we come in, we yeah, just you, see you, things on the prep sheet. And we we kind of think that they're truthful. And here I am. <laughs> There's the greatest there. announcer in sports. No, you know, I'm, I'm Michael Buffer's a great announcer. There's a lot of great... Bruce Buffer is the greatest in sports. And there I am making an asshole out of myself. Did you guys start the clock again, by the taking way? Taking something away from Randy Couture. Yeah. Sarah doesn't want to talk to us now, Poor guy and I don't a, blame her. The guy just had a heart attack. We're taking away his fame. He's fucking... Did he have a heart attack? Yeah, he had Randy a heart attack. did. Yeah, you didn't know that? No. What the fuck am I doing dieting? God damn it! A guy in Randy Couture shape. They said. Wait, the what blood, hope do the rest uh, of us have? Something where, like, something with cholesterol. The blood was too thick. But can oh, I? Just, maybe he wasn't eating. But right. Can I just tell you this though? With TRT, and I'm sure he should know this. I mean, I go to a place to do this. You're supposed to do like a not a dump, like a taking a bathroom, but a, they call it. A, you're supposed to like give blood and like get rid of blood. Like, you, otherwise, it gets too thick. He should be on top of it. Is he okay? Yeah, I think he's all right. All right. I really love Randy Couture. Yeah, he's he's great, okay, though. I heard he's doing all right. Really nice guy. I've interviewed yeah, him a bunch. Man. What a he sweet guy. He was on tough four with me. I mean, being like a like a assistant coach type of thing. Yeah, Sarah, I believe, does not want to talk to us due to our bungling of information. And I don't blame her. She's like, those two fucking idiots. When do you that think, one idiot, not those two. I'm the one who said it. When people... Like like Sarah's a nice nice girl. I met her before, but when they do like when they say themselves like in the in the third person, it's kind of you know. Do you ever I go? Does she do that? Yeah, she. I heard her do it before. You're gonna hear what's next for Sarah McMahon. What? Wait, who? Do you, who's? Wait, you are Sarah. Well, you hear that? Some like, people do. Tito Ortiz used to do that. Jim Norton doesn't mind when he hears it. Let me tell you about Sarah. I can't do it. I I'll can't, do it. I, I want to do the whole interview now. No, I don't do it. Yeah, I am. I'll do it. I'll do it. Ready? If you want to know what Jim Norton is doing. Yeah. Matt likes candy. I can't do it. I don't know what I'm saying. It just comes out That's weird. true. I do like Matt candy. Does, Matt, Matt's chocolate. eating macadamia chocolate. That's a very it, accurate it, it thing. Is, it's really good. It's good until it hits you when you add too much and you're like, oh, blah. By the way, Paulo <laughs> Costa deleted the tweet where he said something oh. about Israel Adesanya being African or it, it was something uh -oh. It was something that he sh was yeah. dumb. He, well, it's probably not thought no, out. I mean he's you know he's you just know. what do they call him? Uh, nah, don't don't I don't know. But he be said uh, <laughs> he called him a pussy African, and he did delete it. Um, and I don't think Adesanya jumped on that too much. He's more mm. been focusing on Cannoneer, and we have that in our prep sheet. But he said that on our show, the Cannoneer was the uh, our our interview skills got that out of him. Uh, and I love Darren Till. Fucking said he was blind drunk when he called out Yoel. How does anybody not like Darren Till? He admitted <laughs> that he was scared. He's like, ah, I was drunk when I called him out. Like Darren <laughs> Till is fast becoming one of my fucking favorite Honesty people. Honesty is hysterical. Isn't it's it great? so great. It's so great. What about Lena Landsberg having like a superhero name? You like that? Don't you think so? Clark Kent, Lex Luthor. 
What do you think about that, Mr. Luthor? I noticed you're even saying Luthor the way Ned Beatty said it. I did. It's Lex Luthor, but you're going Lex Luthor. Hey, Mr. Luthor. Why did they bring that character back, that bumbling idiot? I don't know. Hey, Mr. Oh, Mr. Luthor. He was like an idiot, you know? By the way, what do you think? Nganu kind of tweeted that he may have some sort of an announcement soon about a fight. Now, they said that uh, Rumble Johnson... Wants to come back, but he's looking not at, until July of 2020. I know Francis doesn't want to wait that long. Uh, who is moving up? Is uh, is it? Hold on, my glasses. Man. To fight, you to jumped, fight. Uh, you were on off that wagon. You you like you're like a, one of those guys, like little like little uh, hit like those those uh, ragabonds and those uh, like, like those homeless guys that are trying to jump on and uh, on the on the train that's get like leaving. They're like oh, they got the little. Stick with a uh, fucking handkerchief on the back hobo. of it. A hobo. That's close to my nickname, <laughs> Jimmy. The- <laughs> but <laughs> but no, I wasn't a bandwagon. Jimmy the thing. little hobo. I loved you, Ngannou. little hobo. I liked Ngannou before most people knew who he was. You ran. You were on that train. I didn't jump Choo-choo. off the bandwagon. He fought a good Guy, fight I, against I Stipe. I'm the one. Only even jokingly, I predicted it would go the distance. I was listen. the only one. It was a goof. But then I said first round not. But he fought terribly against Derek Lewis, and I did not like the fight against Derek Lewis. And somebody said to us he was only going to spar middleweights, and he wasn't. And I didn't like that either. Um, but the fight against Derek Lewis, I thought he did not look good, and he knows he didn't look Two good. Two type of fans: one loyal, di- die hard, ride or die. Mm-hmm. The other Jimmy. Little fucking first sign of trouble, little fair weather, little bird. I'm a fair. <laughs> Jimmy, I'm a f- you little fair weather birdie. You are a fair weather fan. Hold on, but a I'm not a fair weather fan. I didn't. You're just... back on the Francis uh, 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 train, and you jumped off that after he had a, you know had a little trouble. No, no, he fought. I'm calling he, you out he on it. He fought very poorly against Derek Lewis, and he knows he fought poorly. Okay, Lewis had a Did Lewis not fought pull po- the trigger. He didn't pull the trigger. And I'm like, what is he doing after the Stipe fight? I didn't say he stinks or I hate his guts. I said he didn't fight well. He didn't and fight he didn't well. fight well. And I forget who he fought after that, uh, that I might have taken them. And, that, and that's what that's what again, really he, got you off. But dude, after the after train. a fight against Stipe where he looked very tired, Stipe kind of looked like Stipe put out a bit of a, a, a school on how to beat Francis, which is to, to kind of weigh on him. Stipe is not the heaviest guy in the division. Then he fights Derek Lewis, doesn't pull the trigger. I love I love Nganu, but he wasn't fighting well. Who did he fight? Can somebody check? Who did he fight after Derek Lewis? He won first round knockout, uh, and then he's won three in a row. Curtis JDS, uh No, I, I want to say it was Junior, because he beat, I think then he beat Kane, and then he beat... Or was it Kane that right, was so first? So you're saying that you didn't jump off the you it was, were, it's you not were, a bandwagon. You didn't jump off the bandwagon. It's only a bandwagon if you don't like somebody anymore. Saying yeah. that somebody's not fighting well is not bandwagon, they're not no, fighting well. No, no. So you were like you were like a like you are like one foot on, one foot on. You're like hanging on the side of it. Like, ah, I'm, I'm kind of I still I'm starting not to like the way he fights. He's making bad decisions. I still liked Francis. But at that point, uh it was uh who was it that right after that? It was Curtis Blades. Is that I was a good memory, Matt. I thought that was a more recent fight. Uh, and the first, oh, you know why I thought, <laughs> words that were never spoken before. Good memory, man. You know why I thought that Blades what? had a shot, and I remember that because Francis had already beaten him on a doctor stoppage in the second round, and I said that he's already taken Francis punches, 
and he withstood them, and the doctor stopped it. So I think he has a shot, especially after seeing what Stipe did. I'm babbling uh, of pressing Francis up against the cage and wearing him down. So that Put was not him a bandwagon. In the fire, yeah, he'll survive. I got this song in my head. It's called "Rental" from I think Brockhampton. I don't know it. Oh, Jimmy, what are we doing? It over makes there? me so happy. What are they doing over there? I what don't know. Oh, is Tetris still a thing? What are you doing with your phone over there? What? Oh, oh you trying to get Sarah? Does she not want to talk to us due to our blundering? Well, listen. Hey, man, we're trying to give her press. Minutes. If she wants to give us five, she can give us five. Well, are we late with her? If not, we're getting oh, Lindsay we're, late. Late. we're getting, okay. getting uh, Lindsay Landberg on the phone. L- Lena. We're getting... Lindsay Landberg? Oh, Lena Landsberg. Lena Landsberg. Sarah McMahon has to train. Yes, yeah, Sarah. Sarah McMahon. Hold on. Oh, there she goes. Yeah, she's getting ready for a big right. fight. Let's keep it. Let's keep it short and sweet, like my Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy. Oh, she's she's jumping on this damn ass. January twenty fifth, fight night in Raleigh. Uh, oh, there she Sarah is. Sarah against Lena Landsberg. We are sorry Hi, that we're Sarah. late. We're so sorry. That's okay. Uh, you're getting ready to start your workout. We know. Uh, how are you feeling? Really good. Um, I had a little bit of struggle coming back um, after having the baby, but you know, I um, I had the hormone relaxin um, just in my body. That that's just natural. Whenever you have pregnant, your hormones change and kind of made my ligaments a little more loose. Um, so I just got I just tweaked things more, and I got injured, and so um, I healed up my back, and I'm feeling great. Uh, and how old is your baby? I, I don't know if you have a boy or a girl. A little boy, and he's oh. um, almost a year old now. That's oh, okay. awesome. That's still pretty soon. I mean, so you, you had a baby almost a year ago. How long before you could actually train after you, you gave birth? So at about two months after I had him, I started um, training again. So that I started coming in going light, doing more jiu-jitsu, uh, doing more technical work. Um, and I had to really, like, strengthen my core again because you know it just changes whenever you are pregnant and have a baby um but my muscles responded really really quickly i worked out throughout my whole pregnancy so you know as far as that's concerned that was great um but it was just you know like if you have a little bit too much laxity in your joints it'll go further like my my knee opened up a little bit further than it should people were hitting kimuras like even drilling and I wasn't even feeling it. I'm like, oh, man, like, I think something's going to tear. I, I just have to be a lot more cautious. Now, your comeback fight's going to, your first fight back is going to be versus Lena Landsberg. Was there any thought into the opponent, or were you just like, give me anybody when I come back? Well, no, I, I tried to be a little bit smarter about it because um, even though it, a couple of, you know, like a year and a half has gone by and I've made a lot of improvements, um, I still finished on two losses. And, and that's just something that's tough. And, you know, for me as a wrestler, I feel like if you're going to be against some of the, the top girls, you have to earn it. You deserve to fight these girls, you know. And uh, so if I had had two wins before I got pregnant, then I'd say, okay, you know, throw me whoever. But with two losses, I'm like, no, I need to step back. I need to, you know, fight the girls who are a little closer to my ranking instead of the ones that are above me. And and show that I deserve to fight the top five girls there and that, you know, I'm ready for that challenge. So those fights that you lost, I mean, 
it's not that you weren't even in those fights. I mean, you had good moments. So it's in this game, you know, when you zig, when you should have zagged. But is there any like there was a glaring holes or was like, this is what I need to do. I mean, without giving too much into your preparation for this fight, like. Um, no, I think that that you hit the nail on the head. It was errors, but and everybody makes errors. Yeah. But my error cost me. It cost me too great of a price, and so that's something you got to get back in there and you got to clean up those errors. You can, you're human, and you're going to have holes, and that's okay, you know. But the best have the smallest window of giving up those holes, and if they do, they lose a position. They don't get submitted, you know. And so I knew that I had to get in there and I had to really delve into my jiu-jitsu game and I had to tighten it up and I've been doing a lot more stuff with the gi. Um, I know that most people, especially wrestlers don't like it, but really gi tightens up your game and you yes. can't make errors. You pay a nasty price if you make an error. And, um, it's true. And it's been, it was fun. It was fun digging into that world because in the MMA world, we're super limited on the things that we do. And in the gi, there's like a, you know, there's just a ton of different moves and styles and, it's a really awesome sport. It could also, being an athletic wrestler uh, that you are, it slows things down where you can't just rely on your athleticism, uh, especially on your back. You, now you're forced to have clean reversals, well-timed reversals, some, a dangerous submission game because you can't just push the head down and get up when you, a lot of times you can without the gate, you know? Yeah, no, it, absolutely. And I think that one of the best things it has, it had a spillover effect into my other aspects is that in the gi, you chain things together. You can do longer setups. Um, and so I started thinking about moves in groups of three and four, you know, which I did with my wrestling. I would have three different setups to get to yeah. the takedown that I wanted. But I just don't feel like I had that really in my striking game. I, I had individual things that I liked, but I wasn't really chaining them together well. And Having to really focus on that in the jujitsu game, it spilled over until I started being a little trickier, you know, setting things up better. And I think that that has improved my overall MMA game. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, I mean, five out of your last six fights have ended in a submission, you being on the losing end on the winning end of them. So you, you've, you've fought a lot on the ground. And I noticed even against uh, uh, Renault, you, uh, you seem to be pushing to take the fight to the ground. Yeah, I think that um, I like being on top in jiu-jitsu, and I like takedowns. You know, like, um, I'm, I wasn't <laughs> normally as, like, nervous about getting submitted, you know, but the truth is that she's a black belt, you know? She's good. So, like, I'm, I should have been a little bit more diligent about it. But, yeah, I like ground fighting. I like to get my hands on people. Even when I was pregnant, I, <laughs> I couldn't roll. I just my friend, I was like, man, I just want to grab a hold of someone and squeeze them and make them do things they don't want to do. Like, there's this strong, dominating kind of force inside of me. So I just hadn't done it for a while, and I, I really I kind of craved it. Yeah, that's <laughs> it, the grappler in you. It seemed like, it too, she got you in the triangle, uh, and it seemed like it took her a while to see. What, what finally... What adjustment did she make that finally uh, had you tap? Because it seemed like you were actually going to survive that for a while. Yeah, yeah. So what it was was my error. Um, so my hand was – I had another, my other hand in. I had it between her legs, and I could have survived. But I, when she started to tighten it up, I went for the move where you, like, throw your legs 
you lean back and you throw your legs over top. But when I did, my hands flipped out, which gave her a better triangle. And also, I just that move. I never really trained it that much, so I threw the wrong leg over. I just didn't know that till afterwards. And so, I'm still a student, you know. Like, I mean, everybody wants to be invincible. I am a purple belt, and you know, I I'm striving to be a brown belt. Eventually, I want to be a black belt. And um, you know, under Marcelo Garcia, that's extremely tough. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's my goal. And so even black belts make errors, you know, it's, it just happens and it, it sucks, you know, but yeah. it's not like, um, like you said, I wasn't losing those fights. It's not yeah. like uh, my game is, you know, dwindling away or I have whatever. I just made errors and no. they're correct. You were never outclassed. That's the thing. You were in the fight. Oh, this is looking great for Sarah. I'm not, I'm not trying to bring up negative shit, but I'm saying you were not out of those fights. You were actually dominating and looking great, and then there's a trip up, so it's a little frustrating. But, hey, man, that January 19th. 25th. 25th. Yes. Not 19th. December, December 14th is Vegas. January 25th is in Raleigh. It's the first uh, event there. It's the Curtis Blades against Junior Dos Santos. Uh, and uh, Frankie Edgar against Corey Sandhagen is the uh, is the co-main, and you are on that card looking against uh, Lena Landsberg. And uh, we got to announce that fight. So uh, that fight, I don't know if it's been announced. Uh, listen, it was we finally glad we got you on the phone. So thank you for coming on uh, Skype with us for a little bit. Yeah, no problem. And uh, good luck with this fight, and we will definitely uh, hopefully talk to you after. Thanks, Sarah. Yeah, take care. All, All right, right, bye, Sarah. Take Thanks care. a lot. Uh, like I said, she was never out of those fights. I mean, she no. was like that. Look, and some of those, uh, she looked fantastic, even if they were short. And like, and then it just she gets, you know, caught up, and it's like, ah, oh, laces out. And she lost in the second round to uh, to Kellen Vieira, who, uh, you know, Vieira has looked incredible. She's ten and zero, and then she just dropped out, and uh, she had a fight scheduled with Duranda May, and then Duranda May hurt her hand, and then she has. Uh, she wound up fighting once more, and then she got hurt. I think her knee, but she's supposedly fighting on that fucking incredible December fourteenth card. Before we go, I want to just look at that card. That oh, by the way, the song card, I've been man. singing is "Rental" by Brockhampton. Oh, okay. All right, Jimmy. I was wondering. Oh man, Jimmy, throw me in the fire. Yeah, I survive. I'm gonna get the other words, and then he goes, "Yeah, yeah, 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 yeah." Wait, yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's a little taste, Jimmy. A little sprinkle of love. Way more of a taste. Oh, you love it. But listen, uh, Rental by Brock Hampton, everybody. It'll it'll change your day. Also, are we leaving? Um, Next week, I'm seeing you. Yes. Oh, the following week, I'll be in Florida. It's all right. I'll see you next week. I want to go over this. uh, What? The fights? Wait. Now, are there fights this weekend? No. There's no fights this weekend. I'm going to be... At a fight this weekend in Atlantic City. You are. Yeah. Dennis Bazooka. Who else? Charlie Campbell. I got a couple of fights. Is Charlie Campbell fighting on this one? Or is it that? I got I got fights close together. No, I believe Charlie's fighting too. And I don't want to forget anybody, but I probably will. But uh, that thing you said about the good memory, it's not true. All right, here's the card. I mean, this is it's gonna be at the, it's gonna be at, It's going to be at the showboat, the one I'm talking about. Oh, okay. It's Ring of Combat. Lou Neglia's show. Ring of Combat. What night? What? What night is it? Saturday. This Saturday. Yeah, I'll, I'll be in there. I'll be at AC, man. You know what I'm saying? Getting my AC on. Usman Covington. Uh, I wish they put AC on in this motherfucker. They refuse. No. Holloway, Volkanovsky, Nunez, Durandame, 
Marlon Marais, Jose Aldo, uh, incredible this fight. Is, Jose's first December fight at Bantamweight. Four, yes. December 14th. And of course, Uriah and Peter Yan, another incredible fight. I'm going to beat it. I want to see the, uh, the, uh, the prelims. Here we go, prelims. Uh, I want to see, it. When, when is Vieira fight? There she is, Ketlin Vieira against uh, Irene Aldana. They are fighting a uh, prelim. Jeff Neal, Mike Perry is, a, is the main event in the prelims. Holy wait, oh, wait, wait, shit. Who, who is it? Jeff Neal against Mike Perry. Oh, man, I'm a big fan. That is incredible. Uh, Matt Brown, I Ben like Saunders. Oh, wow. Is a prelim. God, that, what an wow. incredible card. And God forbid anybody drops off the main card. Don't tell me that uh, uh, that uh, or Mike Perry or Ketlin Vieira's fight uh, can't be on the, uh, the uh, main card. Uh, Chase Hooper against Daniel Tamor. Brandon Moreno, uh, Kai Cara France, and Jessica I against... Vivian uh, Arahu, I think I'm saying her name. Uh, probably I'm not, but incredible. Well, Jimmy, I'm, let me tell you something. I checked the last shows, and it was like they're definitely behind on the fucking fight pass. They got to get on top of that. How come they're not putting people want to watch this? How far behind are you they? know? I'm trying to push the UFC fight pass because people want to see us. They want to see me and Jimmy entertain people. I don't understand what the delay is. Like, you know? if we have somebody skyping in, yes. What are the lawyers that need to get on and ruin it? How about you let them listen live? I've suggested that in the past. If the lawyers are so obsessed, again, and that's what companies do, lawyers ruin yeah. everything, let them listen while we talk. All right. All right anyway, listen, thank you so bitching. much to Sarah McMahon. Uh, of course, thank you to our pal uh, Uriah Faber which, and uh, you know the great Bruce Buffer. I'm uh, going to be in Philadelphia oh, go Thursday, ahead, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm going to be at uh, the Showboat AC Ooh. this Saturday. All right. I'm not doing I mean, not, I'm not, wait, I'm not there to promote it. I'm not just, it's a fight. I'm there for my guys. Yes. But I'm not like, you know, there to, you know, fucking do any like, I'm not fighting. I'm not doing any stand-up comedy. I'm not Bruce Buffer. You understand? I'm not Longo. Imagine Longo up there. Ah, is uh. this thing on? Ah, <laughs> take my wife somewhere. Ah. It'd be horrible. Bye-bye, Jimmy. Swing into Seaside Golf in Ocean City, Maryland. Play like a pro at 17 championship courses designed by golf legends like Jack Nicklaus and Arthur Hills. Tee off on sweeping vistas at Eagle's Landing. Savor the coastal views of Lighthouse Sound. Or see why Ocean City Golf Club is considered one of the Mid-Atlantic's finest fairways. Whether you're sneaking in a quick round on a family vacation or going all-in on a golf getaway, fun is always in play at Ocean City, Maryland. Plan your trip at ococean.com. We got another day of NBA action, so it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every night a watch party only on FanDuel. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.